News Talk ZB International Correspondents with Fisher Funds, specialists in managed funds and KiwiSaver. Peter Lewis is our Asia Business Correspondent. Hi, Peter. Hi, Heather. Geez, lots going on with China. So we had Biden saying he's prepared to come to the defense of Taiwan for the third time. How did that go down with you guys? Uh, well, it was a surprise, um, certainly to China as well. A lot of people have been saying that this is a gaffe, that you know it wasn't scripted, it wasn't on his teleprompter, um, and he made a mistake. I have to say, I'm not so sure. Um, once maybe a gaffe, but this is the third time now um, he's said the same thing, which rather makes you suggest, think, that he's trying to send a message to China. What he doesn't want to do um, is formally uh, rewrite in any way uh, the one China policy, which they have supported now for for many years. However, this does send a message to China about um, how far the US is prepared to go in its relationship with China without actually making any sort of formal announcement of any change, which would obviously be a big thing and would create a lot of problems. So I'm not convinced by this argument that he that he just made a mistake. I think he knows exactly what he's doing here. Mm. I agree with you, but what is the point? I mean, for, for the longest time, the strategic um, ambiguity has been held by the US in order to deter both sides from doing something silly, right? But if he keeps on repeating the same thing that he is repeating, which is, yes, we're going to come to the aid of Taiwan, surely by now, as somebody said on our show earlier this week, the strategic ambiguity hangs by a few threads. Nobody, There's no ambiguity anymore. We know what's going to happen. What does that do to the way that China reacts? Well, what the US would say is that um, it's China that's already behaving uh, very aggressively towards Taiwan. It's continuously um, making sorties into uh, the defense space of Taiwan to test its uh, military capabilities. Um, it's been making very aggressive overtures uh, towards Taiwan. And the problem is, of course, um, the KMT, which is the party in Taiwan that is sympathetic towards China, uh, is nowhere near close to taking power. We've had uh, sort of eight years now of the Democrats in power, Taiwan's administration, um, which is getting closer and closer to the US. um, And the Taiwanese people themselves um, are big supporters of that move now. So it's going to be very difficult for uh, China to have um, a pro-China party in power at the moment in Taiwan. So um, probably it is hanging by a thread anyway, regardless of what Biden says. And uh, we also had, this is by Biden, we had the Indo-Pacific Economic Forum. 13 nations have signed on, including Australia and New Zealand. How's China reacted to that? Because it's clearly an anti-China move. It absolutely is an anti-China move. I also think it's not... um, a particularly notable one because um, there's so many trade agreements around now um, that are notable for either whether they include the US or China. So we've got the reset, which is the one that China um, is in. They're already applied to to join the follow-up to the TCPP. Now we have this one. Um, The only problem with it is, is that what countries in Asia really want to do is they want to trade more with the US. Uh, They want to have some of the barriers to trade taken down, tariffs removed, uh, so that they can do that more easily. And this new agreement doesn't do any of that. It just talks about things like uh, strengthening supply chains, uh, collaborating on 
um, things like digital, uh, the digital economy. But America could have had all of that by being part of the TCPP. So it makes you wonder, why don't they just don't rejoin that uh, if that's all it's going to be? Domestic politics, I think. And listen, what is up with this tour of the Pacific? I mean, there is obviously pushback. This is to the the foreign minister, China's foreign minister. There's obviously pushback. There's resistance in the Pacific. And so not all Pacific nations are going to sign up to it. But what are they expecting? Well, money, basically. Um, Mm. And I think also... Um, in some ways, you have to say this is rather good for the Pacific Islands. They're going to get a lot of attention. Uh, they're going to probably get more money thrown at them, which is what yeah. ultimately I think they want, isn't it? Um, uh, but I think they, one of their complaints, and you'll know this more than I do, is that uh, they feel that Australia and New Zealand are good weather friends. They, they speak a, a good game. But when it when push really comes to shove, they don't get um, an awful lot unless there's a crisis uh, mm. going on in one of the countries. Now they're going to get money uh, from China, but they should be careful what they wish for, uh, because look what's happened to Sri Lanka and Pakistan, uh, who've got loans, and they turned out to be a poison chalice because they can't afford to pay them back. Um, So they've got to be a bit careful. And and I think, you know, not all of them are going to join up uh, with this uh, this agreement. Already a couple of them are upset that really China is dictating the terms of this without any uh, negotiation. And we've seen Fiji today say uh, that they're going to join uh, uh, the, the US's new uh, sort of uh, Asia economic initiative. So it's not going totally well uh, for China, this visit at the moment. Yeah. Peter, it's good to talk to you as always. Thank you. Peter Lewis, Hong Kong correspondent.